Welcome to this episode of the Dreamer's Manual Podcast. This week is a fun one. It is my birthday week, so hopefully there's going to be some extra treats, a little bit of sunshine, and a lot of extra, extra fun. This week on the podcast, I'm bringing you an episode that I think more people really need to listen to. This interview I did with Eric Ige was also part of the Wild Alignment Summit, And I have definitely wished this episode was available as part of the public archive since so I could point people to it. I think in online business or business or life in general, sometimes we get really stuck in our head about how we have to do things or we learn certain specific ways to do things. And not that those things don't work, but sometimes they might take a little bit of time or they just might not be the right strategy for us. So what Erica is sharing about how to find jobs on Upwork and tagline how not to get scammed while doing so. I think it's a valuable tool, especially for slow times in your business. If you're starting out or if you just want to see what's over there, you desire to work with bigger corporations. I think there's lots of good use cases for this type of strategy, and I'm really excited to bring it to you on the podcast. In the meantime, I hope you guys are enjoying the second half of your summer if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and wishing you the absolute best week. I'd like to welcome you back to this interview of the Wild Alignment Summit. Now, as you can see from the title, we are talking today about optimizing slash creating an Upwork account and having an alternate way to sell as a service provider. We break down so many cool things today in this interview. Erica shares all about how to build a profile that's optimized so you can get the traffic easily, the jobs that you're looking for, and the invitations to apply for jobs. She tells us how to avoid scams. And we talk a little bit about mindset stuff and why Upwork is an amazing platform and why maybe some people haven't chosen to land over there yet and why Upwork could be a good platform for you as a service provider. Now, if you haven't had a chance to connect with Erica yet, Erica Ige is a business coach and consultant that helps to teach VAs and OBMs to provide high level and high ticket tech builds and consulting with Lizzo level confidence. After facing years of consistent rejection from trying to get a job after graduate school with no luck, she used the skills she gained through contract work to start her own business. By providing tech and consulting for small to mid-sized companies, She changed the game for her entire life, but it wasn't easy when she first got started. Contrary to what so many people teach and people tell you online, leveling up a service-based business takes time. Erica learned a ton of tech tools, started offering tech setups and strategy sessions, and the rest is history. Erica's mission now is to help women identifying, especially women of color, service providers, confidently add new specialist tech skills into your successful agencies and consulting firms. I just feel so incredibly lucky to have Erica speaking at the summit on this topic because I know that if people listen, this could be the thing that really shifts and changes your business. So without further delay, on to this interview with Erica. Erica, I'm so, so excited to welcome you to the Wild Alignment Summit today. 
Ooh, so excited to be here. Yay. It's a long time coming. I have been stalking you online. <laughs> I follow everything <laughs> you do. I resonate so much with what you share and I just can't wait to dig in and get to know you better today. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what brought you to what you're doing in the online space now? Yes. So hi, guys. My name is Erica Ige. Um, I am a, I would say I am a operations consultant slash uh, service pro mentor, if that's what you like want to call it. I know it's kind of a hodgepodge, but I really do do a lot of different things according to people in my audience. Um, So I got my start online as a virtual assistant, but I quickly realized that I didn't want to just be a virtual assistant. I wanted to do a lot more. I had like tons of skills from corporate HR, recruiting, um, some office operations. So I was like, I feel like I could offer these skills to small businesses. And so I did. Um, And so I guess my profile online kind of really picked up when I really started focusing on operations and tech. Um, and so then I started getting people asking me, well, how did you do this? Like, how did you get people like interested in buying these offers from you? And so that's why I started um, mentoring. And that's why I also created a course around like how to get started, like offering like high level operations and tech consulting. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what like led me up to where I am today. That's really what I'm doing right now is just trying to spread the word. Like, yes, you can, you can do this like online. (laughs) Yes. Now I saw recently that you were talking about Upwork and that really intrigued me because as someone who has frequently needed to hire women, especially in tech, I've relied on Upwork because there hasn't been a lot of other platforms that I would normally go to, to find these types of positions, to find any kind of diversity in tech. I have found an online space to be a challenge. And so I was really excited that you're going to share with us today more about this platform, because I don't feel like people in my circle use that type of a platform tech or not like they're looking for jobs uh, in Facebook groups they're yeah you know they're looking for jobs in alternate ways LinkedIn is popular but I think there's a lot of untapped potential in Upwork and I'm really excited for you to share more about it today oh my gosh people like please please like take the pen take a pencil whatever write some notes because Upwork really is untapped like resource that you can definitely use to find a lot of freelance and even sometimes full-time like opportunities so just to like give you guys like a brief intro on Upwork it's not like it's not a social media platform it's not first off I like to tell people that because everybody gets so used to like Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok and Instagram that they think every platform is a social media platform Upwork is not it's a marketplace which means it's already primed for people want to pay you which Mm -hmm. is why I like it you know with like Facebook and like Instagram and social media sites you have to like really really put a lot out there free value education all that stuff to really get people to be like oh I should buy from you so the mindset is different so you go on Upwork people are already looking for people to hire they're ready to buy their cards are out they just need to know if you're a good fit or not Mm -hmm. um so it's a marketplace so the purpose is for you to go on there and market your skills 
and then for the company to come on there and market their job. So that's that's just like a little bit about Upwork and also why you should probably want to get on it because of <laughs> yes. the it's already primed for sales, you know. Now, can you tell us, I, I assume, and I know a little bit that one difference might be when you're using Upwork, it's their platform. So what does the arrangements look like in terms of, do you owe them then part of the money that you're paying? Do the people who hire you pay that fee? What does that structure look like? And how are you bound to Upwork if you go and put your services on there? Yeah. Okay. So as far as on the freelancer side, so as far as the person that's like looking for job opportunities, they you can create a free profile. You do have the option to buy what they call connections. And the connects really just give you the ability to apply the rules. So when you go to apply the rules, you're essentially bidding mm-hmm. on the job. And they now recently, they just recently did this. And that's the feature where you can like up your bid. So you can bid higher than other people to get seen faster but you can place these connects as bids and you can just buy them they're really low cost like I think you can get like 80 for like maybe 10 or 12 dollars and not it's not anything super expensive but you once you sign up you usually get I think about 30 or so connects for free and so Upwork does now because Upwork owns these jobs and these platforms they do take a percentage if you get paid through Upwork they do take a percentage of your payout so when you first start out I think it's zero to I want to say five grand or something like that they take out about 20 percent and then once you get above that five grand that 20 percent drops down to like I want to say maybe 10 to 15 Um, and then once you get like above a certain number it drops down even more Um, and what I like to tell people Upwork does have it in their terms and conditions that mm-hmm. they want you to stay on the platform mm-hmm. because the thing is they they want you to use it um and if you continue using it and if you get great they boost your profile for you so you'll get more work if they find out that you're stepping outside of the platform then they will definitely kick you <laughs> they can kick you off and they can ban your profile which wouldn't be good because it's always there to sell what I have seen a lot of people do is that they'll probably work with the people, the company for a while. And some people do it. They end up like figuring out how, working out the details about how to move off the platform. But it is explicitly stated that they don't like for you to do that. So most people do it under the radar. And Upwork does, they do track like your conversations on there. So if you say anything about like moving out or whatever, they can like try to track it. That is the only con. I will say that's the con of the platform. But the other benefits, I mean, you don't even really, I, me personally, I haven't paid attention to that. I'm like, okay, I'll do your fee. I'll do your whatever. And to do it like that. And I mean, I can get into this a little bit more later about like how you can also use that to then sell into your other stuff outside of Upwork. But there are ways for you to take eventually take people off. But I just wanted to make sure I put that disclaimer out there for everybody so that you don't think like, oh, yeah, I'm going to land these people and then immediately take them off. I would not suggest doing that. I'm not a lawyer, but I would definitely recommend you review your terms, Upwork's terms and conditions before you get into all that stuff. It's really important. I agree. And from hiring from the employer side, there is a way that 
we could, we looked into buying out people's contracts. So basically for a flat fee, you could say, I would like to buy this person's contract out and just take it off of Upwork. And that keeps it on the up and up. So if somebody really wants to continue working with you long-term, you know, we were totally willing to do that. So then they received their full, you know, benefit from working with us. Exactly. Yeah. So now we're intrigued. We're all interested in Upwork. What do we need to think about when we're building our Upwork profile? So there definitely are a few things. So for sure, because Upwork is a marketplace and it's technically based off of people's profiles, you need to make sure you have number one is an optimized title. People are actually typing in search terms when they're trying to find people for roles. So your title needs to be optimized. So I, you know, a lot of people tend to like put like random like things in their title, like, oh, like a administrative guru or like uh, a tech unicorn. Yeah, a unicorn. And like no one knows what that means. So like don't put any vague thing like that, like actually put what you want to be found for. So for me, for example, I like to I want to be found for a few different things. So I have operation strategists implementation analyst which is basically like saying like I will help you implement whatever tool it is that you want implemented and then I I also do recruiting so I have recruiting in my title I usually get pinged for all three things because of that so Mm -hmm. you don't have to just stick with one thing if you don't want to I know some of my clients who are like HR pros they have like 10-year HR veteran then they'll have like payroll specialists or whatever their specialty in HR is, right, in the title. You usually want to pick, like, three things, like, the top three things that you really, really want to be found for. But that title is one of the most important things on the platform because that is how you rank to be found in searches. So if you don't do anything else, look at the titles. And you can also, um, Upwork gives you the ability to go and look at other people's, like, profiles. So you can see what other people have written, how they kind of wrote it out to be like, oh, to play like around with a few different ways for how you can kind of combine your title, but it just needs to be something that people will actually find. Do not do anything vague, like at all. Or cutesy. Or cutesy. Like, no, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I like to tell people is that you really need to focus on building out that description. So like, it doesn't need to be miles and miles long, but if the three top, again, the three top things you really want to be found for your strongest skill sets, lists like lists like actionable accomplishments that you've done underneath those things. So I, I'll use myself for example. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have operation strategy as one, and I have like four bullet points about what I have done with operation stra- strategy. And it's not just like, oh, I helped somebody write a. SOP. No, no, no. I was like, I hope this assess this current business's operations plan. And this is what I, you know, blah, 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 blah. You want to make sure it's actionable because people need to be able to see that you can actually do this work for them. And then I also have HR recruiting. And I talked about what I did and some of those roles that I've done. And then I also talk about business tool setup because that's what I do. And then on top of that, I include the tools that I know, like the software that I know. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, I know all these platforms. 
And the reason why I wanted to list all of them in my profile is because Upwork pulls your profile information too. So like when people are searching, those words, those keywords that are in your profile that pop up, they're going to find mm-hmm. you. You're going to rank a little bit higher if you include those things in your actual um, profile. And then the last section that I really would say is like the most important is Upwork has a skill section for actual like skills, like t- like you can tag like certain skills that you want to be found for. What I see people make a mistake on all the time and what my past like Upwork clients have made a mistake on is just putting random skills in there. Mm-hmm. They'll put like Microsoft Office or like Calendar or something like that. No put the skills that you actually want to be found for. So if you're a graphic designer, talk about the tools you do graphic design in. Or if you've done like product, like again, if you've done like product flyers or things like that, talk about, like tag that. You only have 15 skills. So they need to be like the best skills that you want to actually be found for because those count towards your search Mm -hmm. as well. Everything else is just, like, a nice to have. Like, of course, your, like, video, I mean, of course, your, like, employment history, like, it's important that you put that. And if you have, like, any other experiences, because I know some people do, like, business and other, like, stuff outside of corporate. If you have other things, they have a section for that. Any certifications or your education, all that stuff is just, like, to add to the profile. But those three things that I told you will make or break whether you get found. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen where my clients have like come to me and they're like, oh, my profile's not getting any hits at all. And we change those three sections. And the next day they have personal invites to interview. So the title, searchable, optimized title, good description, not like super long, something that can somebody can skim and be able to see broken up what you actually have your skill set in and what you've done and then that skill section with the keywords that you actually want to be found for those three things will help you get found faster on upwork now i'm super curious because we've talked a little bit so far about tech jobs but mm-hmm. i know you mentioned like hr you mentioned operations can you tell us in your experience what you have found in terms of who is a best fit for upwork and what type of people or what type of businesses you recommend posting there? And if there are any that you have found that like don't do well on Upwork, you know, what those types of jobs might be? I don't know, because I've found like a lot, like a really, really wide variety of jobs on there. I've even landed a coaching client through there. So like, you know, it's really about, it's really about, I think your profile and also like, and sometimes because these are jobs, you're also going to be using a cover letter also about like what you say when you're responding to like a job that you're applying for. So again, like with that coaching client, I landed it. I read it. I read her description and I was like, oh yeah, for sure. This is definitely what I help my service pros with. So I talked to her about my, in my cover letter, I talked to her about my experience with helping other service pros do it and then once we had a conversation it was a no-brainer for her to just go with me but I will say that I have been noticing here recently there's a lot more startups like bigger startups and I'm not talking about like a small online small business where it's like one person kind of startup I'm talking about they have teams already 
-hmm. startups they have funding venture like investor funding startups are out here looking for people to come work in their companies so if you do have more of a traditional background like hr recruiting operations management project managers anything like that there are people there are big companies out there that are paying really good money that they're looking for people to fill those roles because I just got a part-time gig with a law firm recruiting for them so there are traditional companies out there looking for people on here but there are also small businesses looking for project-based like stuff like people to set up their project management software I see project management software way more than I see anything else Mm -hmm. um so uh, there are a lot of small businesses looking for people to set up their project management software but there are also people who need course courses created and um their CRM set up so like there there are I would say it's not really a limit it's based on how you put your profile together Mm -hmm. and also, based on what you search, what terms you search for, you, you'll probably be able to find something that fits your skill set as well. I don't really think there's anything that, any jobs that, like, go either or mm-hmm. that, like, particularly stand out because I've seen everything. Yeah, that's really encouraging and very exciting yeah. because I think it's nice, too, where I see, I work with people as part of the OBM school in helping them gain their first clients, helping them get traction with their marketing. And some people just really, especially transitioning from corporate struggle with that process. And so I think a platform like Upwork could either fill the gap while you gain experience, or if you really find your um, niche or niche on there, then you could just, you know, have all your clients and do all your business from there. Exactly. There's literally people on Upwork who probably started off like charging lower tickets, smaller. They have like, they land these big enterprise clients and they make like hundreds of thousands of dollars on here. Like I look at, because Upwork will tell you sometimes what people, mm-hmm. the amount of money people have made. And I'm shocked. I'm always shocked. I'm like, well, you made like a ton. There's this one guy I, uh, whose profile I came across the other day. He's made like $500,000 on here. I'm like, that's wild to me. Yeah. I saw that a lot when I was looking for like website and tech, you could see like what their total amount of, you know, money that, and it's right on there, like how much they've made on Upwork. And it was was like, you go, (laughs) good job. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if you, like you said, if you find your lane on here, Upwork just sells your profile for you. Like I get hit all the time and I can get, I can be very selective about the work that I take on now because of that and the other thing I was going to say because I heard you mention about OBMs if you especially if you guys are OBM because I work with OBMs too you guys have skill sets that might be called something else in a more traditional space Mm -hmm. so online business managers usually have a lot of operations and project management and even team management skills so you guys might want to look at some of those operations or project management roles still the same skill set is just called something differently. So if you're looking for a job or a way to bring in income without necessarily having to return back to corporate, but you want some stable income, look at those roles because those roles are, I mean, a dime a dozen on here because people always need project management support and operations support. They do. true. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Now we would be remiss in not talking a little bit about 
the scams on Upwork because oh, yeah. I definitely, even from the hiring side, we were scammed at one point, you know, hiring from Upwork and I'm sure that it goes both ways. And yes. so I know there's a lot of ins and outs to it, but can you give us some of your top tips on avoiding this ever happening? Yes. So, so I have like a list of like things that are like things to look for when it comes to safe jobs versus scam jobs on Upwork. So mm-hmm. what I found is that most scam jobs on Upwork usually do not have a payment method verified. Now, I will say there's some nuance to this. If a profile, if a business's profile is new, meaning like they created a profile this week, they may not have just, they may not have had time to put their credit card information in. Mm-hmm. But if you this, if you go through and look, because Upwork has it on the side when you go and look at a job, they'll tell you how big the company is, how many people they've hired on Upwork, the average amount of money they've paid for people, and they'll also tell you if their payment method is verified and how long they've been on Upwork. That's really, it's all right there on the side. If they've been on Upwork for a few years and they haven't really hired anybody, it might be worth being like taking pause and being like, I don't know if this is going to be worth my time to apply for it because mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. Cause what's the point of you paying for a profile if you don't really plan on hiring anybody? Mm-hmm. Again, you kind of have to take it. There are a few other things you need to look for that also go along with that. But I always look and see if the payment method is verified because if somebody has put their credit card down behavioral wise, they're more likely to want to, actually pay you too mm-hmm. so that's number one number two is the job description if they're like words messed up in the job description or the job description is like it's weird to read like you don't understand what they're saying or there's the job description is it really filled out like I've seen like where the job has like one or two lines and I'm like this doesn't tell me like what I'm going to be doing right. um, I, I probably wouldn't waste my time applying to that the other thing is the low hourly rate, because I know that really grinds people's gears. If you see a job that's like five to eight dollars an hour, you're like, what in the world? Don't waste your time applying to those roles, because most companies that really want to hire quality people, they don't char- They don't pay that low. They don't. And the last thing I tell people to look at is check out their reviews. The thing on there is Upwork allows you to review the company and the company can review you. Mm-hmm. check actually go through and read their reviews i scroll down to the bottom sometimes to see what freelancers have said about working with this company and the reason why you want to know that is because if they say oh they never paid me or oh i've never heard from them oh they were very hard to get in the communication with you do not want to work with those people so upward really does try to make it really transparent about like how well they try to be transparent about everything including how it is to work with people because they want to keep you on the platform and Upwork does do a good job of also removing scam jobs too so Mm -hmm. if they notice that like if they if they go through because they have people reviewing the jobs or reviewing profiles all the time if they go through and notice that the job is a little weird they'll remove it too I've applied to roles or maybe have a job saved and they're like hey we removed that profile that job off for these reasons but those are the things don't have a credit card listed and they're not new they have a low like rating on there from freelancers they have a low hourly rate 
and they also have like a low average of paying people those things plus the bad job description will probably let you know like mm, this job is really not worth spending my contacts on mm-hmm. or applying to yeah those would be my things those are the things I've seen and then so, oh I should oh, also yeah. mention this too sorry also if anybody asks you for money like up front to like put money down or like oh come to this like weird google hangout like you got to go through all these extra steps to do like a google hangout you don't because upwork has the ability for you to connect your zoom and book an people can book an appointment with you through upwork so there's no need for you to go out and do all these extra things and all these weird things somebody says that to you i also would say like have some discernment about like what it is you like actually like yeah this is worth my time or no that's really helpful and it leads perfectly into the next question because i was curious about what the interview process typically might look like for upwork if it differs from somebody who's used to being in the online space where somebody might book a discovery call you get on a zoom so you get to meet the person you have these types of interactions is that ultimately in your experience the same with upwork or are there some differences I've experienced a little a variety. So I feel like with companies that are a little bit more corporate based or they have more like corporate based processes, especially like I just went through a lot of interviews for recruiting roles. And so those jobs were a little bit more traditional, whereas they we talked about about the job. They asked me to book an interview call. We got on Zoom and it was a very formal like, this is what we're looking for. Can you tell us about your background? But then I've also gotten on Zoom calls where it was more like a sales call feel and I was selling them on my skills. So that usually came, that whole sales call feel usually came from more project-based work, I should say. Mm-hmm. If it was a more like, yes, this is going to be a part-time role where you actually do this work every day during the week for part-time hours, that was more traditional and for the project base, like, yep, I need you to set up my ClickUp for me, or I need you to set up this tool for me. It was more like, okay, let's get on the call so I can just talk through details like I would a sales call. So mm-hmm. you'll probably, depending on what types of roles you're applying for, you'll probably experience a mix. And it, you'll probably get a feel for how the conversation is going to be based on how they're talking when they're messaging you. I can always tell if I'm going to have to go in and lead the call. Um, versus if it's going to be more of a two-way street when I'm interacting with them um, before we schedule it. Mm -hmm. Now, do you find, I'm just curious because when I've been hiring on there, I have found people who were reluctant to get on video calls or they would get on a video call and say, oh, my camera's broken, (laughs) which it's possible, but I find it unlikely that, you know, everybody I reached out to had a broken camera, especially in tech. So do you find that that is happens often or was that just maybe my (laughs) lack of experience in finding the right people for this job and maybe I don't know that well I mean okay I will say this about like people in tech or at least what I've noticed from a lot of my tech clients that have helped train they're very shy yes very like have a lot of social anxiety so that could be another reason why they're like oh my god I don't want to get on the camera but most of the people I've talked to we've gotten on camera it's just been like they're regular thing like like hey I meet you you meet me cool hi how are you doing here's my face I've never really had that necessarily had that issue come up that's interesting yeah it's, really it's interesting. A, 
it was, it's good to know that because there is a level of comfort when you're able to see somebody's face and have a direct conversation as opposed to just talking to like a blank screen and you don't know who the person is, where they're at, you know, all the things if they said are true or not. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I would say uh, maybe something else you could say, or if anybody else is like listening, you might plan on hiring on a quick, maybe you could say like in the conversation, like, hey, I would like to actually have like a face-to-face conversation. So when we book this call, if, if it's at all possible, can we make sure our cameras are on? That might be something you could say when you're like booking a call with them too. Yeah, that I like that. Like, get mentally prepared to yeah. and set that expectation so that yeah. they know that ahead of time. So if there's like somebody who absolutely just doesn't want to be on camera at all for any reason that they know that this position, like we're asking to see their face. So, you know, yeah. maybe find something else that doesn't, <laughs> they don't yeah, want to. Exactly. Exactly. Now, is there anything else as we're thinking about Upwork that we haven't talked about to this point that you like to share, I think your enthusiasm and also your actionable tips on not only how to get on there, but how to find what you're looking for, how to get found, and then, you know, how to go through this process. It all sounds really exciting. And like, why aren't we all already not doing it? Yeah, I think it's because Upwork has gotten a bad name. So I've I've been going like on a crusade for the past few months being like, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. Upwork is not a scam. It's a very, it's a very reputable company and a very reputable business that a lot of people use. I think a lot of it is just like mi- misconceptions that are out there. Everybody's like, Upwork hasn't worked for me. So therefore Upwork is a scam. I think you got to stop that because Upwork's business model is currently being repeated by other companies. So like there, uh, there's a company called Brief and they do more so like they're more so of a marketplace for marketers, like marketers, marketing specialists, and marketing agencies and stuff like that. And then there's also a place called Contra that I've just recently come across where you can go on and create a profile and people can bid for your stuff too. So if it was a scam, people, it would, other companies wouldn't be repeating the same type of business model. So I think you kind of have to widen your mind and just think like, maybe I'm not utilizing this correctly. That's why I've been, I've been correcting a lot of people who come to me and be like, oh, Upwork is work for me. No, you're probably not utilizing it correctly. And I found that when a lot, when I worked on people's profiles, I'm like, yep, you're not utilizing it correctly. You're not doing these things. This is why it's not working. And then when we fix it, boom, it works. And they're like, oh my God. I thought like it just didn't work. So I think it's just people, I think people have to just re- open your mind to it because we, especially online, we've been told like you have to get clients through Instagram or mm-hmm. Facebook or this, and they have to go through all these different like boxes to fit like the perfect online client. Right. When in reality, you could be leaving money on the table by not having an alternative. I know for me, Instagram has not always worked for me. It mm-hmm. has, but it hasn't at the same time. And if I had to just stay on Instagram, I'd be very broke right now. <laughs> very broke and probably would have had to go back and get like a more traditional nine to five job. And that just wasn't something I wanted to do. And so I use Upwork as a way for me to get clients and connect with really great businesses that just need people. They just want people. So 
I think it's all really about like mindset, opening your mind to the possibility that the way you thought you were going to maybe find clients or the way you thought you're going to make money online might be different than what everybody else is doing. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Because if it still lands you the same result, if you're still happy, if your business is still thriving, is it really a bad thing? No, it's not. So, and let's just talk keep about your mind open. Yeah, I absolutely 100%. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, some people might be reluctant just at the 10 to 20% that Upwork is going to take from, you know, whatever you make. But also, are how many business owners do we know who are paying? social media clients uh, or social media um, contractors to work for them who are paying for ads, who are putting in a lot of time, money, and energy into a marketing machine that if you just flip your mindset and think, well, instead of paying for any of the marketing right now, you know, at least not organic, then I'm going to, you know, take that like chunk out on Upwork and then just consider that like my marketing budget, what I would be doing in another platform. Right. That's exactly how I think of it. Because since I started really, really heavily using Upwork at the beginning of the year, I don't post as much on social media. Because honestly, I don't really have to anymore. I do because I want to. Most of the time, the content I create is because I like it now. Not because I'm stressed about, like, i got to find clients. And so, especially for service providers, there are just too many businesses out here who don't necessarily use Instagram or use traditional social media platforms as a way to connect they may not be on instagram a lot of them are on upwork or on platforms like this or on linkedin maybe um you want to be able to get get where they are especially if you have more traditional skill sets like operations and project management and stuff like that those businesses are they're not there they're just not hanging out on instagram all day and i think it's the flipping flipping your mindset on it too like your clients really might not be there other people have probably again I mean we've all I've, I've drank the Kool-Aid before too where I'm like everybody they're like you can find your clients on Instagram a lot of people are on Instagram or a lot of people are on social and that might be true to a certain extent but the decision makers the ones who are doing the hiring the ones who are actually looking for the people to help them with their stuff most of them are not sitting on Instagram or TikTok all day they're not and that's the cold hard truth Mm-hmm. of it they're just not sitting on instagram um because they're too busy to sit on instagram and tiktok all day or even in facebook groups they're just too busy to go be in a facebook group all day so i also want to challenge you guys too to really take a cold hard look at who you're trying to attract if you're trying to attract like a small like online company or like an influencer or content creator somebody like that as your client then yeah for sure Instagram definitely needs to be the main place you're hanging. But if you're trying to attract like therapists, clinicians, uh, like actual corporate companies, or even like mid-sized like businesses locally or anything like that, they're not hanging on Instagram and TikTok. They're mm-hmm. on LinkedIn or they're on these marketplaces looking for people. Amazing. I want to ask you one more question because yeah. I think it leads into, you know, sharing how people can connect with you. But I was wondering, as you were talking, as you said, sort of the beginning of the year is when you transition and finding a lot of work on Upwork. I also noticed an evolution in your social media as someone who follows you where 
it felt like, and maybe I'm sure there was like a multi-layered thing that happened, but it felt like you had the freedom and the inspiration to really just show up and be brutally honest, be yourself. And was part of that due to the pressure being off of being like perfect or trying to always find the clients on Instagram? Because I really noticed that. And I resonated with you right away because of that honesty. Yes. I think that for a while I felt like I had to fit like in this box. Like I feel like even though people say, yeah, I go into business to experience freedom. All we're doing is still trying to put ourselves like in this particular box. And Mm -hmm. I kept noticing, I'm like, should I say this? Or do I really, do people really care about like reading like this, like stuff about my life? And I was like, well, if they're going to work with me as a client, they need to know, like, they need to know this about my life. And I just, I do think that because I was like, well, this part of my income is squared away. I'm just going to be brutally honest about this because I feel like there's just a lot of people online putting smoke and mirrors up about what it's like to actually, like, grow a business. And I, I like to tell people, I have not done business the traditional online way. The way that I have found success is not the way that most coaches or consultants have found success. A lot of them have like built a really huge following and almost like a fan base and people just bought and bought and bought from them. And that's how they made the money for me. It's been more of a slow uh, like growth, mm-hmm. which is actually the norm, <laughs> which I want to say, if you're slow growing, if you're noticing growth, but it's slow year to year, that's actually normal. It's not the online space is kind of normalized fast growth. That is not the norm in the traditional business space. Is not most businesses take about five years to actually <laughs> five years. Time my wife's talking. <laughs> it <laughs> takes about like five years to actually see real growth. So I've gone the more technically traditional route where I haven't grown that fast. It kind of took me a while to figure out like where do I fit here. Mm-hmm. Where does my skill set fit and how do I actually make these into services? So I like that Upward gave me the ability to be like, I'm going to like find people to work with over here, whether I feel like they're traditionally a fit for my services or not. I want to go work with them and continue to, if I want to, because I also want to be get more into like selling my courses and my passive things if I want to do that it still gives me the freedom to do so but at a slower pace without the pressure yeah so that's what I said I'm like I understand everybody wants to have like their romanticized like Cinderella version of running a business and you go on social media and your content goes viral and you make tons of sales from that that's of course that's the dream we all want that because it's it sounds easy right right but if that is not happening for you, don't don't just sit in that like, oh, this isn't happening for me. Do the pivot, do the alternative. And for me, that was upward. I was like, I'm not just gonna sit here and be pissed at my content because it's not doing what I want or be pissed that I'm not getting pushed in front of people that I need to. I don't have the money for ads right now. I'm going to go find a way to make the money I want to make, still doing the work that I want to do, but just in an alternative way mm-hmm. so that's why I say guys keep your mind open it could be like the thing that you need to do like you might just need to do it the alternative way and that's still fine because it's still doing what you want so 
I don't know. Don't box yourself in. If that, if I could summarize everything I just said, mm-hmm. I would be like, don't box yourself in to any rules about business. Just period. Just yes. don't do it. I, I, I was just recording uh, a lesson for my own course. And one of the things I was talking about when it comes to values is anybody who has rule breaker, rebel, experimental, you know, those types of values in their bios. I'm like, I already like you. I already know we're aligned yeah. and it's, we're going to see eye to eye on some things. Yeah. No. Cause I just, no, there's no blueprint. You just do it. <laughs> you just got to do what you want. As long as it's making you happy and it makes sense, do what you want. But I see a lot of business owners, especially service providers struggling to like make ends meet. And like, you're struggling to meet your actual, like, needs as a person financially mentally like your safety you're struggling with meeting those needs that you need to make sure you have a house and the food and your bills are paid you're warm and all this stuff like that because you're trying to reach this dream it just that just because you have to take an alternative path or a longer path to meet your dreams does not mean it's not going to happen or you're a failure or anything like that. It just means you've taken care of your needs while working towards your dream. That's all that means. That's yeah. all that it means. I feel like we tend to make it mean more than just that. It's just that you're taking care of your needs while meeting, while working towards your dreams. That's it. It reminds me of like actors who work as waiters or waitresses and, you know, people don't criticize it. They sort of accepted (laughs) that path for that profession as the norm. And in the same way, I think people can always sense, they might not know what it is, but they can sense like a level of desperation. So even if you are trying to sell a course or a product and there's this, like, I have to do this in order to pay my bills this month, like people are going to sense that and they're not going to know why, but there's going to be something off a lot of times about that type of a pitch. So like you said, if you could do something that takes care of your needs and then you're allowed to, you allow yourself to have your business in ease and let it grow at the pace that it needs to grow at. It's a beautiful gift. You can give not only the people that are going to work with you, but to yourself. Right. Exactly. And then to know that you're not the first one. You won't be the last either that has to go and like get a job while working mm-hmm. towards growing their business. You're not the first one. Again, the stories that you see online are like people are like, I made like $100,000 overnight and I quit my business in like two months. Those are outliers. They're just, they are, they're outliers. They're loud because people are attracted to that, but they're outliers. Mm-hmm. Most people usually have some sort of a slow build struggle up and down story before they get to the point where they're like, oh, this is actually consistent. So absolutely. So talking about courses, um, can you tell us about your course and, you know, anything you want to say about how you most love to work with people? Because I know that you have an amazing email list that you send out and I want to make sure people know how to get and stay connected with you. Yeah. So like I I told you guys, I'm trying to shift a lot of my stuff off of social, like I'm still going to be there showing up, but I feel like I'm delivering my best stuff to people who are in my closer knit, like spaces. So for sure, join my email list. It's going to be linked um, below these notes, but join my email list. I write a weekly email about helping you find your specialty, pivot into your specialty, because 
tech is a specialty, so is operations. So I talk about how basically like you could go from being a generalist, like a VA or just like a general anything to finding how finding your specialty is actually the thing that people want you for, especially now. And I also talk about how you can get started in tech because that is that is my thing. Um, so if you join my weekly email list, I usually send out one email a week, sometimes two if I'm feeling like extra like inspired that week. But I, you for sure can find me there. And I usually promote most of my stuff via email um, now. At least my coach is trying to get me to start promoting most of my stuff via email now to yes. get used to it. And then uh, as far as like my course, as I've been saying, I've trained, helped train other service providers how to be tech consultants and operations consultants for small businesses. So my course, Women Techies Foundation, is all about that. I really help you pivot into tech. Really, I have a four-step process for how you can pivot into tech with ease. No spending tons of hours on YouTube searching for random videos. No spending tons of hours in Facebook group reading randomly what people say. I help you figure out your ideal client, pinpoint their exact tech needs, and learn focus on learning that one tool that they need. And then figuring out your service. That's what my course is all about. And I've helped close probably now to like at least 50 people do it since last year. And they're all thriving. So there are definitely companies out there needing your support, guys. So that's what that course is for. But if anybody just also wants to find me on social media, you can definitely find me on Instagram at Erica Ege too. I love chatting. That's how we met. Yes. yes. <laughs> so please feel free to message me because I love talking to people as well. Well, as you said, everything is going to be linked in the show notes for this um, interview. So there's going to be your link to your email list, link to your social media, all the things will be there. And I encourage people to stay connected. And I'm of the age where I didn't grow up on social media. (laughs) And so I just have to say, like, I don't follow a ton of people and I don't interact with a ton of people, but there are a few that really resonate and you have always been one of those people. So I'm really, really grateful for this opportunity to chat and thank you. like the information you provided. I like, I'm going to get off of this interview and go create an Upwork profile. You have inspired me. So I know that if I feel that way, people are going to be lit up and inspired and motivated to do the same thing. And we're going to do it in the right way because of how you, you helped us. Yes, guys, do those tips, do those tips. And like, I know, I again, I know that this is free. I am, I am, I do want to say this because I've gotten way too many messages about it at this point. People are like, okay, yeah, these free tips are good, but can you just like show me how to do it? I am trying to create like a guide for a profile, like an actual profile guide, like to be like step-by-step, here's what you do. So that's in the works, but it's probably not going to be coming out for a while. That's, I just want to put that out there. So if you land on this like a few months from now, just check in to see where I'm at with it because I've had at least 10 people ask me at this point and I was like well I guess that means I should probably yeah <laughs> and we'll update if it, at any point this content is repurposed and you're listening to it on the podcast or another platform we will keep the show notes current as well and so yeah. We're all going to stay connected with you. And so we'll be able to know when this comes out, but also, like you said, keep, keep an eye on all the, the fine print because absolutely I would snag that in a heartbeat. Well, I am just 
so excited that this is going to be something that is part of the summit people get to listen to. And I thank you so much for your time today. No, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. We will talk soon, my friend. Okay.